Let's get to our mental health question. Now, this first one is a voice note from Jane. She sent it to our Digi Lightline. I have been working with a colleague of mine and she has been uh, complaining of uh, mood swing. This has been happening since she was sent to a boarding college. Uh, now she's working with me and she is just a 20, 24 year old uh, lady and at times almost every day she will be working and all of a sudden she will have a mood swing the mood swing sometimes make her to feel uh, very empty very lonely what can i uh, how can i help her hi jane thanks for the question um and i think it's really good that you are reaching uh, looking out for your friend and trying to give her a hand i think it's it's definitely not an easy situation and you and i think it's great that you're giving her support like, on a regular basis like, right um now regarding your friend i think there are a few things we need to explore like, of course i'm um, on the lower end of the spectrum i think perhaps what's going on is that she has a lot of negative thoughts going around in her head like, and every time she's called work or maybe there's uh, something that she needs to submit the negative thoughts overwhelm her like, and that's why you see that swing like that Turns, like, right? Suddenly she becomes overwhelmed with negativity and things like that. Like. Um, and that's on the lower end of the spectrum. On the higher end of the spectrum, I'm wondering whether there could be some kind of uh, mental uh, difficulty that she's going through. Like. From the sounds of it, perhaps there's a little bit of anxiety and panic as well. And that will explain why every now and then it flares up and it, it overwhelms her for the rest of the day. Like. So your question was, how do we help your friend? I think mm. that one of the best things that we can do for her right now is to get her to see a mental professional. Either a counsellor, a clinical psychologist, or even a psychiatrist for that matter. Like, whichever is the most accessible to her, right? And to really sit down with her and figure out what's the nature of the problem first and foremost. Like. Because um, there's so many possibilities. It could be anxiety, it could be the negative thoughts, for example, and things like that. That we need to pinpoint what it is first before we can actually try and um, offer any interventions or treatments, whatever it is. Like. And given that she's had it since she was in boarding school and she's mid-twenties now, I think it's been quite a long time. I think yeah. it really warrants her seeing someone to work on it, like, I think, right now. And if it's getting to that point already, then we really need to, you know, raise a flag and say, okay, I think we need to get this person help. As a friend, of course, you can't force her to go and seek help. Uh, that's not possible. But just to lay out the options that she has in front of her, helping her make that choice. And if you are able to, and she's willing, perhaps even uh, accompany her like, to a first visit, right? A lot of centers right now would be uh, online. So that's a good thing. Um, we don't have to travel. If you want to see a psychiatrist, then uh, uh, you can go to hospitals. But right now, hosp most hospitals are locked down lighter than bank vaults. La, so it's quite safe to go to as well. So it should be quite okay. La. We received a WhatsApp message from Madam Lau. She says she has a question for Dr. Joel. Is it normal for children to blame their parents and siblings because they've had few bad relationships that did not work out? The blame is usually because of bad childhood memories and parents' bad relationships affected mm. their own relationship. Uh, a psychologist that they went to even advised them to keep a distance from all family members. Is this correct? Mm. So it is one school of thought, la, put it that way, la, right? Because it is it's definitely true la, that you know, a lot of who we are as adults is largely imprinted from the experiences that we had growing up. Especially this is very Freudian, isn't it? Like yeah, a little from, bit. Yeah. From the 60s or from the 50s. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah. But, you, but as, as, as old as the ideas are, it's still quite valid. Like. Growing up, you know, our main idea of what a relationship would look like would be from our parents, right? So if it's a good, healthy, positive one, and that's what we will translate like, into our relationships and vice versa as well. Um, the reason why I say it's definitely one school of thought like, is because there's also the element of responsibility as well right so even though you learn from it even though that's what you know 
um, given the fact that this person has multiple failed relationships, then you have to make a decision on how you want your other relationships to be as well. So that's another school of thought that we are control of our destinies. We get to decide and choose how we want to um, play things out, so to speak. Now, um, as to the advice given about staying away from family members, again, we don't know the full extent of the story. We don't know what's going on. In some cases, it can be a valid intervention, right? Yeah. Because maybe the client just needs some space from them, right? Because sometimes families become too enmeshed, meaning that, you know, the each individual person is not really an individual, right? They are so caught up in the whole family dynamic that they cannot separate themselves. Mm. So in that in, in that instance, then separating yourself would be good. Then you get to find your own feed. You get to discover who you are as a person. So what the psychologist uh, recommended could be a valid recommendation. Again, depending on the scenario, but we don't know the full story. Like, mm-hmm. Is that the only scenario? No, right? So there are other things that can be done. For example, um, like I said earlier on, another point of view is uh, the client needs to take responsibility for what's going on, right? And mm. in that case, then it might be a good idea to stay in the family so that they can learn to build their resilience or resistance towards the family's influences and all that and learn how to become their own person that way, like, right? Or maybe, one, that person, or maybe that person just needs to find his own person first before he's able to be in a yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes right? we're just not ready. We just plow into it because we think it's uh we think it's right. Sometimes we go into relationship because it's more born out of physical attraction rather than um, emotional uh, attachment, right? So that could be a definitely big issue as well. And that mm. says a lot about the individual if they're doing it that way. La. Um the, the whole rushing into it kind of scenario la, in that sense. La. All right, Doctor. This next question comes from Ricky on our Digi Light line. Um he has a question about relationship. His friend has this thing with zodiacs when it comes to relationships. So she believes it really intently Mm -hmm. and she believes that this person of a certain kind of zodiac will act this way and will start mistrusting that person at one point in time. And he says that we all know that this zodiac horoscope thing is all pseudo-psychology and um, how do you explain to these people who believe in this zodiac science when it comes to relationship that it doesn't have anything to do with how people's minds or attitude towards each other Um, that's a really good question Ricky Um, I think there's a few things that we need to consider here I think first one is the fact that uh, there's this phrase that I use in CBT a lot it's called self-fulfilling prophecy and what I mean by that is that if you believe in something enough we start making it into reality so like for example in this case here you're saying that your friend has, um, is into Zodiacs and says that this particular person she's, he or she's interested in has a propensity to cheat and be uh, based on the Zodiac, right? Mm. If that's what we go into relationship thinking or anticipating or looking for, right? Then eventually we're going to find signs and symptoms that would tell us that this person is cheating even if they're not, right? Yep. Even like it's an, an extra message or whatever it is. La. So that's something we need to be really careful about la, where we start uh, looking for evidence to confirm our biases la, in that sense. Um, and perhaps that's something that you can convey to your friend as well. La, you know, If you go into it with preconceived notion about what's going to happen, then perhaps that's going to make it happen, la, right? Um, another thing to consider is that you know um, there are situations or there are cases in Zodiacs where the descriptions are typically very general, right? Mm. So if you look at newspapers especially, because like, they, they, you know, they print out all the zodiacs and all that, mm. you see that they tend to be really short and general. And the reason for that is because it's more all-encompassing. Like, they can capture all 12 zodiacs. Like. And I, arguably, if you read through all 12 zodiacs, right, you probably would find elements of yourself or your personality or what happens to you in all 12 of the zodiacs. And it's, it's, it's in, like you said, Ricky, sometimes it can be a pseudoscience or pseudo-psychology kind of thing because it's playing into the whole... Uh, 
um, idea that if I make it general enough, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. But that not, that's not to say that the Zodiac, uh, looking at Zodiacs is not based on science uh, because we have a long, rich history of Zodiacs being used to help predict, predict things, predict uh, personalities and stuff like that. So I'm not saying that your friend is practicing pseudoscience and all that, no, but where they're getting it from, uh, that's a quick question to ask as well. Uh, are they getting it from a legitimate source? Is it somewhere that is uh, reliable and trustable or not? That's something to question as well, right? But for me, I think I'll go with the first, the earlier explanation uh, that if we go around looking for things to happen, it's bound to happen, uh, right? So it's yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy. This last one, Doctor, we received on our Facebook page, fb.light.my from a Mrs. Lim. Now, I'm just going to read it out. Sure. My husband had a bad car accident two weeks ago and has since been hospitalized and unconscious, leaving me to handle everything from our finance to even getting his car sent for insurance claims. While going through the things that I have to pay for, I notice constant charges on his credit card every week at this hotel in KL before his accident. And on top of the stress of having to take care of the household, I'm now worried that he is cheating on me too. I can't ask him because he can't talk and I can't even get mad at him. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Every night I'm having nightmares about this affair. If it is an affair and I feel like I am taking it out on our children, what should I do? I care for him, but I feel very hurt. Uh, hi, Mrs. Slim. Um, yeah, I can see why you are hurt. Like, it's such a scary proposition. I know. Right? Um, uh, first and foremost, I hope he gets better soon and then he recovers because uh, coma for two weeks, that's quite scary. Like. Um, now, regarding the, the recurring charges and things like that, I think it's only normal that our mind wanders to that possibility like, because I think Hollywood, TV, you know, and social media has done a fantastic job on in telling us that if there is a hotel charge on your credit card, it must be cheating, it must be an affair, it must be something like that. Like. Now, I'm not saying it's not. I don't know, right? But it could be many, many possibilities right now that's going on. We don't know for a fact. And right now, especially given the fact that there's no way you can tell because your husband's still in a coma and there's nothing we can do about it. Allowing ourselves or allowing our minds to continuously go towards that direction is not going to do you any good, right? And like you rightly put, and I think it's fantastic as well that you acknowledge it and you realize it that you're taking on your kids as well. It's not a healthy proposition to be in, right? I mean, the kids, I'm assuming, will be, should be freaked out by that being in a coma. And then you are, you are, you are taking out the kids as well. It's a bad combination, right, overall. And, and as hard as it is to do right now, I would encourage you to pull your mind way back from that, right? I know it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. I get it. So simple, simple things that you can do is to distract yourself as much as you can. So every time you have that thought that perhaps he's cheating on me, try and pull yourself away and do something else. Something that's, uh, if possible, physically demanding like cooking or laundry or whatever it is, right? Another thing you can do is to speak to someone about it because the, the, the mind is weird, right? Like the more you keep it inside, the more it festers and grows and grows and grows. But if you have an outlet, like a best friend or someone you trust you can speak to, right? What will happen then is that you will act as a vent. And the more you allow it out, the less crazy the thoughts can get will be. Like, that means we don't exaggerate the thoughts. We don't make it worse, for example. So that's another simple thing that you can try and do as well. Like. So go see a mental professional. If you can, then that should be your first port of call. But given that you are juggling everything in the house right now, it's so much, mm. much pressure, it mm. might not be feasible. There are chat-based apps that you can check out and see. And it's good because it's yes and when you have some time, you can send a message and then the therapist will reply when they are available and then you can reply back as well. So that could be a possible outlook depending on whether you're comfortable with that um, medium of therapy or not. Right? 